SpongeBob is the only guy I know that can have fun with a jellyfish for 12 hours! Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and welcome to our 100th episode. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, you're too kind. Thank you, thank you. 100 episodes of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast, uh, a passion project of mine covering the uh, the entirety of SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, just talking about the work and the legacy of its creator Steven Hillenburg. And for the 100th episode, I I debated on whether or not it, it should just be a regular episode covering uh, the next episode in sequence, which is Can You Spare a Dime? Uh, but in in the end, I figured it would be the most important thing for me to do at this time uh, while we celebrate 100 episodes. Uh, I want to take the the time away from the show and bring your attention over to Steven Hillenburg and some of the uh, charitable uh, ways that we can continue his legacy. And uh, a lot of these next few things I'm going to talk about are all connected uh, to the man himself. And then uh, a few for myself as well. But uh, everything is about SpongeBob SquarePants first and foremost here on I'm Ready, a SpongePod SquareCast. And uh, to, to think about this show and its and its legacy on television and really to what the character of SpongeBob brings to the world uh, on a daily basis, it's it, it warms my heart to know just how much one creation can bring to the world, what one character can bring joy for generations to come when you look at, you know, even cartoon characters, TV characters, movie characters, uh, the ones that can just last all of this time and still bring joy to fans. It's it's wonderful to see. And, and I love that something like SpongeBob SquarePants can be so worldwide that even through barriers like language, we can still appreciate the same animation, art, comedy, the the writing of the show. Uh, it, it's a wonderful thing that helps bring us together. And what's even beyond that are the themes of the show that we can all relate to, those moments of anxiety in our life that we can feel like Squidward or those moments that, you know, sometimes we feel like Patrick where we just kind of have to hit ourselves in the forehead that we all oh, we we messed that thing up or you just felt so dumb or or those moments of of giddiness where you just get so excited over something that you just are overjoyed. You almost dance like SpongeBob. Uh, it's it's these small little connections that even through different ages, different genders, uh, uh, different areas around the world, we, we can still, you know, find these similarities uh, through the writing of this show. Um, and even beyond that, I think just even what the memes have been able to do for us, I think about it. When's the last time you went an, an entire day without coming across a SpongeBob meme on any of these social platforms? And and even if it gives you a little bit of a chuckle, hey, there's a, a SpongeBob SquarePants like inadvertently helped bring another chuckle to you using a picture from an episode 20 years ago. It, it That kind of stuff is beautiful. I love all of that. So um, just everything that Steven Hillenburg uh, brought to the table, and, and not just Steven Hillenburg, all of the writers and animators and, and directors, um, anyone who has had a hand on that show has to be thanked for the work that they helped contribute. 
Um, it, it takes so much more than just one person to bring these characters to life. The the voice actors are a big part of that. You know, you can have the best drawing of SpongeBob and the best writing for SpongeBob, but then if he doesn't sound the, the way that Tom Kenny brings him to life, then you don't have that same effect that lasts all this time. So um, for as much as I am I am bringing and shining the light to Steven Hillenburg today, I, I do want to take the time to thank each and every person to have worked on SpongeBob SquarePants, regardless on if I haven't covered an episode you worked on yet, if you are working on newer SpongeBob episodes and, and it'll be a while till I get to those, Thank you. Like, thank you to anybody who has helped work on that show. Uh, I like I just like it warms my heart to know that you're out there working on this project. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for uh, for your contributions. Steven Hillenburg was born on August 21st, 1961. And I, I wanted to give a shout out to both of his alma maters that he attended, first of which was Humboldt State University in which he had a major in marine science and had a minor in art. So you can already see the, the combination already forming of his loves there. Uh, he would then take his career over to the California Institute of the Arts, uh, another alma mater of Steven Hillenburg's, where he uh, enrolled in their experimental animation program back in 1989, a year before I was born. Uh, but but then you can just see the seeds forming of, of his career of animation and then bringing in his love of, of oceanography. Um, now, that would eventually lead its way into a job uh, from CalArts onto the staff of Rocco's Modern Life. And, of course, that would end up leading to his job running SpongeBob SquarePants for the first three seasons as a showrunner uh, before departing uh, after the first movie's release. In March of 2017, Steven Hillenburg uh, would announce that he was diagnosed with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS. Um, it is a fatal neurodegenerative disease that affects the motor neurons in the brain and spinal cord. Uh, if you remember the ice bucket challenge that was fairly popular uh, for, for a while, a couple of years ago, uh, where celebrities and, and, and your friends and family would uh, dump a bucket of ice water on your head while also nominating others to do the same. Uh, that whole uh, social media challenge was awareness for ALS and to uh, earn donations for ALS research. Uh, it is unfortunately a, a, a terrible disease to contract, and I, I know this seems like a very heavy subject, um, but it is a very real part of life that we, we have to talk about and, and we shouldn't shy away from. And um, in, in talking about ALS, I, I wanted to shine a light on um, the uh, ALS Association that if you would like to donate to, you can find their donation link at als.org slash donate, which for any of the charities or organizations I mentioned today, I will have all of their links in the podcast cast description or video description if you're listening to this on YouTube. Um, uh, beyond that, I found the Jean-Michel Cousteau's Ocean Futures Society had set up a memorial fund in the name of Stephen Hillenburg. Now, 
Uh, for those who haven't really looked into oceanography or, you know, have no idea the last name Cousteau, if you've never heard of that, uh, Jacques Cousteau is probably the most famous oceanographer that has ever existed. And, and the work that he put into oceanography and the uh, the creations that he helped bring to the world that are still being used to this day are just are just absolutely tremendous. I, I highly recommend looking into the films of Jacques Cousteau and how he studied the ocean. But uh, Stephen Hillenburg was, was greatly influenced by the work of Jacques Cousteau. Now, you can check out uh, Jean-Michel Cousteau's Ocean Futures Society at oceanfutures.org. Uh, from the site, there there really isn't a way to find a link to the Memorial Fund. Uh, that is on a separate page. I will have that uh, in the description below. Um, but I, I loved the little blurb that they wrote about Steven Hillenburg on the funds uh, page there. So even if you decide, hey, I, I have, fortunately don't have the funds to donate, look, looking into these things, sharing them on your various social medias is also an extremely helpful thing to do because it could reach somebody who can donate. But uh, I would also just want to point out the little the little uh blurb they wrote here about the Memorial Fund. Uh, it's it, really nice. I'm not going to read it verbatim here, but it, it just highlights um, uh, what uh, Stephen Hillenberg and SpongeBob, the connection there with Jacques Cousteau and uh, clearly the work of the of the Ocean Futures Society. Uh, the, they're still creating films all about ocean preservation. It was founded in 1999 by uh, Jean-Michel uh, to carry on uh, the mission of his father I, I, to just explore the oceans and share the world of information that is out there on these creatures and the ocean itself. So just a, a really nice organization to highlight and, and clearly one uh, that, that Stephen uh, had a, a nice little um, uh, connection with. Now, both Stephen and his wife, Karen Hillenberg, had set up uh, the United Plankton Charitable Trust. I, I don't, unfortunately, have a link where you can donate directly to that, and, and there doesn't seem to be um, much information as far as donations, but I, I did want to at least highlight that um, they did create the, uh, the United Plankton Charitable Trust, and um, annually through that trust has given out at least $500,000, uh, which just is absolutely incredible. And, and that usually gets dispersed to a bunch of their charitable donations that, that they are behind. A lot of the schools I've mentioned already, a lot of the organizations I, I have um, mentioned, other schools uh, to mention, though, the Polytechnic School in Pasadena and also the Boys and Girls Club of Pasadena, along with the UCLA Foundation as part of their uh, education donations. Um, now, I, I did want to also uh, point to the Ocean Institute, the uh, location that Steven Hillenberg was a, a teacher at, an instructor uh, on the, the creatures of the ocean, and, and also where he created the Intertidal Zone comic book. A comic book that uh, used these tide pool creatures to help uh, kids explain, you know, the, the underwater facts or information about them. The host of this comic book was also a character known as Bob the Sponge. 
a actual uh, sea sponge, a, a legitimate looking sea sponge named Bob. Uh, legitimately beyond that, there's no comparison between the two characters. Uh, but it was the work on the intertidal zone that helped get Steven Hillenburg into Cal Arts, into his animation career. So, and then eventually he would go back to look at the intertidal zone for inspiration which would then lead to SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, so I did want to highlight the Ocean Institute. If you would like to help donate to the Ocean Institute, you can find a link for their donations at oceaninstitute.org slash give. Uh, and, and like I said, um, of, of course, we are all uh, struggling in our own ways in life, uh, certainly uh, monetarily uh, may be an issue for a lot of us. If donating isn't possible for you, that is totally fine. It is not anything that, that would ever be a requirement um, of anything I'm, I'm letting you guys know about. But if you could take one of those charities, one of those organizations, um, something you can get behind and share that information on social media, because as I mentioned, that, that could reach somebody who could be able to donate and, and every little dollar can help a lot of these organizations continue their research into both helping our oceans, helping uh, save lives uh, for some of these terrible diseases. And um, I, I did want to highlight a few other organizations that are very close to my heart, the first of which is Hilarity for Charity, an organization set up to fund research for um, uh, Alzheimer's to help bring uh, attention to the world of Alzheimer's. Um, you can find their website at wearehfc.org. It's an organization I can really get behind. I do think laughter is the best medicine, and, and using laughter to, to help cope in some of these situations um, can can really help it like it just like laughter is the best medicine in my opinion and hilarity for charity helps use comedy to help shine the light on alzheimer's and and the need to help fund the research for just this uh, uh once again another just awful thing that can happen my, my grandmother um harriet boyle was was unfortunately diagnosed uh, with both alzheimer's and dementia, which if if you don't know about either of those, um, it, it's it's unfortunately a, a two hit punch to your brain, and it's you're forgetting things while at the same time um, seeing things that just aren't there. And if you know anybody who's had to have a family member go through that, if you know a friend or or just anybody close to you who had to go through uh, with someone who may have suffered with Alzheimer's, it is not a fun. Uh, not a fun disease to, to have to go through. But I, I always will get behind the idea of, of helping to bring comedy, um, to bring lightheartedness, um, to, to bring everybody together, even if we have to suffer together, if we can uh, do so with a smile on our faces and, and to try to, to enjoy ourselves a, a little bit, then that, that's something I can get behind. Um, I also want to shine a light on the Alzheimer's Association um, they're another organization that you can donate to. Uh, ALZ.org is where you can find them. But one thing I have uh, I have mentioned on the uh, podcast before, I've mentioned the Ready Crew and this idea of, of I never want people to feel alone out there. And I, and I really want to take this time to say that 
but also expand on it a little bit more and and just truly let you know what I mean by those words. Um, sometimes in life, it can it can really feel like you're alone in your own head and there's no one else out there that can um, help you in that situation. And when you're feeling alone is is when, you know, the worst thoughts can creep into your mind. But I really want everybody out there to know that even if you feel like you have no friends or family around you and that you are sheltered internally, you are not alone. There are so many people out there in the world and there are so many people out there in the world that want you to know that you're not alone. Um, mental health in our society, unfortunately, is still um, not as understood as, as I feel it, it should be. But we are really, you know, getting there. We really are. I mean, just think about it. I Mental health is talked about in a more positive light now in 2022 than it was 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And, and to see this progress moving forward is wonderful. And, and we need to continue this progress and we need to continue to be open about ourselves. Uh, just a few days ago over a voicemail, I, I told a professional that I need help. And I used those words, which are extremely important. Um, and I, I've talked to professionals over the last few years of my life, but it, it's usually at like a, a standoffish type. Um, conversation, not really opening up, but it's just, you know, waiting kind of for the right person. And when you feel it, you feel it. Um, and even if I don't get help from this exact person, the the act of saying that is such a uh, beautiful feeling to be able to admit to yourself outwardly, even if you inwardly know that you need help to outwardly tell somebody outside of your comfort zone, mind you, it's, you know, please don't ever feel ashamed to feel like you need to tell somebody that you need help because we are all struggling out there with our own uh, issues and our own personal lives, whether it be for our careers or friends and family or our, our professional careers all of this, we're all struggling and it is important to be open, but to make sure that we can we can talk about this. So I just like I've always said, if you're on the ready crew, you will never be alone. I, I am always here to talk. And if you are out there in the world and you feel like you need to talk to somebody, I just want to highlight the the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It is one eight hundred. Two seven three eight two five five. That's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. It's important to know that number because if you ever feel like you need to talk to somebody, it is a very easy number to connect you to somebody out there who's willing to hear you out. Because at the end of the day, all of us want to be heard. All of us want to be understood. We we want to be on the same page with people. We want to feel loved. And and we it, that's all of the same desires that we have. And sometimes some of us just need an extra person to talk to. And I got to tell you, um, 
you can talk to friends and family day and night, but sometimes when you talk to somebody who is completely uh, doesn't have an opinion going into the conversation, sometimes the advice that you can get from someone like that could change your life, could just change the direction, could just be super beneficial for you. So um, I want everybody out there to to feel like they belong. So um, to anybody who has ever listened to this podcast, if, if it's 50 years from now and this audio still sits somewhere in the world, archived somewhere, uh, thank you. Thank you for being a part of my life. Each and every one of you are. I, I love each and every one of you just because you're listening to a silly SpongeBob podcast. For me, it, it's my world. And uh, with that, my name is Captain Eric. Thank you for coming aboard on this episode. Thank you for for being here for 100 episodes. Here's to the next 100 it's been an absolute blast and it continues to be and and it just keeps getting better season after season for me and I just can't wait to see how things continue to grow. Uh, thank you to everybody over at the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Rehydrated Project. Um, it has been an absolute ride with you guys. We we are, are going to be releasing that project soon and uh, please, please stay tuned for more information. But everybody involved in that project, uh, the animators, the sound, the uh, the the heads behind the project, all of the uh, moderators, uh, pl bless you all. Uh, love all of you. Thank you for everything. And uh, and here's to the next 100. Here's to the next 200 episodes. Uh, th this show is is something for me. It's it's for me. But I I do hope you enjoy whatever I put out. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming aboard. We will see you here next week. Stay safe. Till next time. Bye.